It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. You're very welcome to Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. I got a clatter of Christmas cards today. I really did. Thank you so much. I'll be telling you more about them a little bit later on and hopefully we'll get some more over the weekend and into next week. Really do appreciate it. And I will be personally returning a card to every one of you this Christmas time. Welcome to the show. We have lots coming up over the next couple of hours. And our man Pat O'Shaughnessy is out and about as well. He's at the newly refurbished Maxwell service station, Riverside, on the new bypass road in Navin. And he's a big giveaway to do. Somebody's going to win a €500 one-for-all voucher. We'll be tipping in and out with Pat through the afternoon. But first up on the show, I'm joined on the line by Adrian O'Loughlin. He's the Bus Erin Regional Operations Manager. And he's with me today for a very special reason. Adrian, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good afternoon, Jerry. Well, this teddy bear story has really taken legs. It's all over the place in the last 24 hours or so. You found a teddy bear on one of your buses. Will you tell us when when it was, the, the days, and where, where the bus was going from and to? Yeah, Jerry. amazing. Uh, last Wednesday evening, we discovered Ted on, on one of our service buses uh, in the Mead area. So we were operating along the 109 corridor between Kells and Dublin. Um, and one of our operatives, uh, when checking the bus at the last uh, route, uh, discovered Ted uh, un- underneath a seat. <laughs> and was, just to clarify, was it back in Dublin he was discovered or on the Kells end? It was in the Kells end. Uh, the bus would have been operating al- along the corridor all day, so uh, we've had difficulty kind of pinpointing the exact service Ted uh, wandered onto. Mm. Uh, so that's why we need a public's help. OK, and it was Wednesday of last week? It was, yeah. Just to, that might jog somebody's memory. Because this poor fella, nobody's claimed him yet. Well, I, th- I think we're claiming, uh, Jerry, <laughs> at this stage, if, if, if we don't get out. But yeah, uh, we've, we've reached out. We've had over half a million, uh, I suppose, hits on it. It's gathering great uh, reaction from, from the public. Um, but we want to reunite Ted with his family, especially with, with Christmas approaching. Well, you've put him to work anyway. If he thought he was going for a holiday with Bus Air, and he certainly hasn't. I've seen him in the driver's seat. I've seen him in the seat of the bus. He's been all over the place. He has. Um, you know, he's been. He's not been lonely. Uh, he's been with us 24-7, so he, he's been up in our Broadstone depot. So uh, we put him to work. It's great to have an extra set of paws uh, around the business. So uh, he's actually helping us at the moment plan our operations over the Christmas period. Uh, he's gone on some route training Um and, you know, he's been well-behaved, so he's been adhering to social distancing, he's wearing his face coverings, and he's regularly washing and sanitising his paws. What a busy bear he's been. He's been such an addition to the crew there. Isn't it fantastic? God, you will be reluctant to let him go, so? Absolutely. Um, you know, he's now part of our family, but, you know, we really want him to ride with, with his own family, and that's, uh, that's the goal for us, uh, Jerry. You know, in a, a missing person, so you get a description of the height of the person, what they were wearing, when they were last seen. Describe this bear for listeners today. He's actually a rather, a rather large uh, teddy bear of uh, brown. Uh, there's a couple of pictures there on social media. Or, uh, if you want to look at our, our Twitter and, and Facebook feeds as well, there's, there's a full description there in a picture. Um, he is easily recognisable. So, you know, someone is missing them and, and it'd be great to get him reunited. 
Now, um, the festive season is upon us and somebody is missing their teddy bear and left them behind. And, you know, in a, in a general context, you guys carry an awful lot of people every year. Is this an unusual find, a bear like this? Um, not unusual, actually. You know, we, we carry 46 million passengers across 220 routes uh, in, a normal, in a normal year. Uh, we come across all sorts, uh, as, as you'd expect, uh, some items rarely that we would see would be umbrellas and the odd mobile phone. Um, some more unusual things that we would come across would be a couple of sets of uh, false teeth. Um, <laughs> and we have a number of uh, walking sticks and crutches that we, we, we've uh, handed into us. Um, and they're known in the business as miracle buses because people get on the bus with crutches and walking sticks, but somehow manage to get off the bus uh, without the aid of either. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a great description that is. False teeth. You hardly have people coming back looking for them, do you? Oh, we do. Uh, you know, we, we have a lost property office uh, that we contacted uh, on 0818 So, yeah, absolutely. We, we do get people back, back in touch and, and we take pride in reuniting people with their with their personal goods, Jerry. <laughs> with their teeth, isn't, isn't that fantastic? So somebody obviously had this guy with them, got off the bus. It's amazing there hasn't been somebody on to you looking for the teddy bear. It really is. It, it puzzles me this altogether. It's unusual, isn't it? Because bears mean so much to people. Like, I'm sure you had a teddy bear, had you, Adrian, yourself, when you were a youngster? I, I still have, Jerry. Um, but what I'd probably say in terms of Ted, what can happen is it, it could have been left in a shopping bag and a bag that's not opened that yet, or maybe a Christmas present that someone may not get around to wrapping closer to Christmas time. So again, you would just encourage people just to double check maybe some presents they've bought and if they're missing, missing a teddy bear. Has he whispered or said anything to you that, you know, he's really missing his owner or is he very happy with being so busy with yourselves? He he's very busy. Uh, he's one of our, uh, you know, part of our seventeen hundred driver workforce and over two and a half thousand employees. So he's, he's settling quite well. But uh, a job's a job, dear, and he's, and I'm sure he misses his own family. Oh, I'm sure he does, and he'd love uh, to be uh, back with them. Anyway, uh, our Louise, she's, oh, talk about the queen uh, of the retort or the response. Our Louise said to tell you if the bear lost his false teeth, he'd be a gummy bear. I love that. I love it. Anyway, the appeal is taking legs again here today on LMFM Radio. It is on our bailiwick or in our bailiwick. This bear was left on the bus last Wednesday. The Dublin Kells route. Anybody on that route missing a bear? Uh, does it ring a bell with anybody? If it does, give us a shout here at the station 0419832000 or you can WhatsApp or text us to 086-1800-658 and Adrian and his colleagues will have to wish uh, goodbye to the bear if we get a claim genuine owner we'd be delighted and bus Aaron would be delighted to reunite the bear with its owner male or female adrian uh, good luck to you all and uh, just uh, in these times i just want to say before i go uh, your frontline staff there all of you and you're doing a great job that's great jerry and, and absolutely i may take the opportunity to uh, you know to acknowledge the efforts of all the staff and bus Aaron, particular frontline so it's, it's uh, very well received thank you you're uh, very good indeed to join us today. Thank you for joining me on the show. Wish you well. That's Adrian O'Loughlin there, Bus Erin Regional Operations Manager. Well, did you leave a bear behind you? If you left a bear behind you, give them a shout. You can get contact with Bus Erin directly, uh, lostproperty at buserin.ie or give us a shout here at the station. Anyway, if you're pining for your bear, we're going to make you pine a little bit more now. Here we go.
Miss Sharon Corr and Teddy Bear on your late lunch this Friday afternoon. I have a teddy bear. Yes, I have a teddy bear. Thanks to a lovely lady who works with me every day. Haven't I, Miss Louise Walsh? Yeah, you do. What did you call him? Oh, I love him. Just Ted as well. I have him. I have him beside me in my little office at home. He sits beside me there every day as I work away. So he does. And he's beautiful. He's quieter than me anyway. Oh, well, you know, you know yourself. (laughs) You're a live wire anyway, always. But yes, he sits there and oversees me every day. And was a lovely gift, I have to say, for my birthday. And I really do treasure it. And your teddy bear is always special to you. Anyway, listen carefully, Miss Louise. See if you can get this riddle. Now, don't answer it, please, because we, we can't enter I won't ourselves. get it. Ah, you will, you will indeed. Here's the riddle on Friday for a lovely little prize from us here on Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Are you ready? It's a nice little short one today. I think you'll get this handy enough. OK, here we go. You always find me in the past. I can be created in the present. But the future, I can never be. What am I? One more time. You always find me in the past. I can be created in the present. But the future, I can never be. What am I? What is the answer I'm looking for for the riddle today? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I got a clatter of them, didn't I, Louise, this morning? A clatter is you the did. word. Great to see. The cards just piled in this morning and we're going to talk about them after this short break. Louise, the cards, the cards. We wondered yesterday, I mentioned it first, what day? Wednesday. And yesterday was, we thought, oh my God, did anybody hear it at all? Just to remind listeners, what I'm doing this Christmas time is I'm supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre through their Christmas cards. They sell them every year and it's an important fundraiser for them and more especially at this time. So what I want you to do is, I'll just remind you again, send me a Christmas card here to LMFM Radio and I'm going to return a card from the Gary Kelly Centre Signed personally from me, back to you this Christmas time. And I'm delighted this morning when it came in, the post, uh, lots of cards, Louise. Lovely to see, isn't it? It's lovely to see uh, that love response. Love the colour. Oh my the God, the envelopes alone. Without even open Never them. mind the cards. It's like and, a rainbow. Yeah, and the different types of cards, some from charity, some from the Kelly Centre itself uh, sent in to me. But I just want to mention a few of them. I like that we've so many, but here's a few I just want to give a shout out to today. I want to say a big thank you to Brian Finnegan in Darver. He sent you one. I know. And me Thanks. one. Brian. Brian, well done to you. Really appreciate it. My sister Katrina from Clanmel, from Michal and from Orla and Liam, one up from Clanmel to us today. Gerald and Mary Matthews, lovely card from Carrick McCross. Patricia Cairns has one to us as well. Thank you indeed. And my good friend. Eddie and Brenda, my good friends Eddie and Brenda Joyce, and it says, best wishes to you and Louise uh, for a great Christmas. Thanks for keeping us company during the year. Keep up the great work. Long may late lunch continue. And that comes all the way from Ratkul, from Aww. Eddie and Brenda. Thank you so much for that lovely card. Nellie Malone, thank you to you. Margaret Tierney and Navin today sent us one. Here's a lovely little one, Louise. I really like this one. It comes in from Joseph Walsh in Killineer, just outside Drogheda. It's the, the, the wise men, the three wise men. And he says in it, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Love listening to your show while working from home. Keep the fun going. That comes oh. in from Joseph today. They're very we hard indeed. to find these days, aren't they? Ah, yes. Three wise men. Three wise <laughs> men, yeah. We could do with a few of them in certain places in this country. Although, look, anyway, I know what you're getting at. I, I know what you're getting at. I know what you're saying. Anyway, Antoinette, Connor, we got your card, Antoinette. Thanks indeed for that one. Betty O'Connor, lovely Betty. Thank you too. Des and Joan Caffrey from Ard Cat. Uh, great to hear from you. And a lovely card. And another one here from Bernie O'Sullivan in Balraisk in Navin. And says, Dear Jerry, I was listening to you chatting to Anne from the Gary Kelly Centre and here you are as requested I see these cards every every year these cards every year in Navin for this very worthy cause and if you want to give out my name of that no bother Bernie we will indeed Bernie O'Sullivan and she sent me a card from the Gary Kelly Centre supporting it a double whammy there in terms of support so all you do is send them in to me will I give the address it'll get Myself. me it'll get me here anyway Jerry Kelly LMFM Radio Rath Mullen Road Drogheda County Loud and the code is A92 T274, A92, T274. Keep the cards coming. I have to get working now, you see. I have to get... I have to write them back. I have to write them back. With a message, in, not just oh, your name. Listen, listen, with love from me to you, as we said. Yes, I will be including a little message in it for sure. But thank you, one and all. Keep the cards coming to us. We really do appreciate it. We do indeed. And just a little shout out as well, too, for the best Christmas pudding in the North East competition. That's ongoing on Late Lunch too. 
we launched it a couple of weeks back too soon to send them in yet but getting near to Christmas do you see the hamper we have Louise for the best pud oh it's a whopper I tried to sneak it out but it didn't work it's a whopper yes she did she did I had to <laughs> stop did, her yeah. I had to stop her at the door I had to put my foot in the door you know the way you put your foot in the door and say hold on a, a minute here hold on a minute here anyway that's the prize for the best Christmas pud in the North East if you make them if you know someone who does who does send them in to us send us in a nice sample or a little pud if you can and we'll pick a winner we are going to pick a winner before we break for the Christmas on the 23rd of December now the Phoenix is just such a wonderful magazine I'm lucky enough to receive it right through the year thanks to the good people at the publication and I so enjoy reading it and if you didn't read it during the year well there's no excuses because their annual is out now the Phoenix 2021 annual and it's a resume of the year gone by and I'll tell you it'll while away hours for you Normally he's with us in studio, but for the last two years, who has been here? Nobody, but he's on the line. He is Mr. Phoenix, Paddy Prendeville. Hello again. Hello, Jerry. That's a wonderful welcome, as always, from your station and yourself. Thank you. Not at all. You're uh, entitled to it and more besides, because what you guys do, I really say this, is brilliant. You know, you're so observant, you're so witty, humorous, you're on the nail, you inform us as well, and always keep it going. Let me begin. I picked a few bits and pieces, as we always do, out from the magazine. But just looking at the uh, passing parade this year, and there's a couple of people in there jump out at me. Poor Catherine Zappone, and she features in more than this feature in your magazine and in the annual. Well, she does. Um, she got one of our special awards. Uh, I think we gave her, yes, the Lifetime Award of Machiavellian Maestro. Mm. Um, this woman is just something else. We we went, during the year, we did a profile of her which didn't just focus on the Marion case and, and the job that wasn't that she thought she had been offered, but which Simon Covey said he didn't offer her at all, at all, at all. Um, uh, but we went back over her relationships and the way she, with political parties and political groupings, and the way in which she benefited massively each time she went near, whether it was either Labour or or. Gale or other groups of people and how then she left them stranded. Uh, I, I mean, I can go through it all if you want. It's, it's, I mean, she started uh, with NGO-type people, liberals and, and, and very very sincere feminists. And then she went on to work with Fianna Fáil and Michael McDowell as well in the Senate uh, to retain the Senate but reformers. Um, she had become a senator by this stage. She was then, because she had been put into the Senate by the Labour Party, who regarded her as one of their own. So she did that. She took, but then in the 2016 election, she suddenly got all interested in Tala, um, in uh, local issues, uh, local transport, local law and order, etc. Said she wasn't going to go for the doll seat, but did go for a doll seat. There were two Labour seats in that constituency. She took one of them. The Labour lost the other one anyway, and so she sailed on, leaving poor Labour uh, in pieces in that constituency, as well as everywhere else. She then got into Cabinet via Fine Gael, and then she seriously <laughs> damaged Fine Gael. Uh, Coveney, Simon Coveney in particular, and Varadkar, um, over this job that that was never, never talked about um, for, for more than a few seconds and then only, only hypothetically. Um, as I said in the, in the piece, uh, I'm in awe of this woman, absolute awe. She just ran rings around all the big heavy hitter in Irish politics over several years. And now she's gone back to New York City and uh, set up camp there again. The other one mentioned here, just as I'm looking here at one of the pages, is Mr. Owen Harris in the same business as ourselves, uh, Paddy, and by God, didn't his star fall out of uh, the, the solar system this year? Well, it did. And I think what did for him wasn't so much the anonymous um, tweet, Twitter accounts, although they obviously did, did him serious damage and, and he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. And we'll, we'll leave that to other people to decide in, in the courts, perhaps, with various libel actions being taken. Yes. But I think he really became a cropper because his line on what I'll call the national question had become so outdated um, and so removed from the way people are thinking and talking and discussing these days uh, that sort of 
old-fashioned neo-unionism uh, just doesn't ring any bells anymore. It just It's just very archaic. And uh, mm. He's like one of these Japanese soldiers who keeps coming out of the jungle <laughs> shouting, Torah, Torah. Uh, and, you know, and uh, I think that's what really did for him, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned the unionists, the hands that keep on giving. Foster, Poots, Donaldson, and on they roll. Well, yes. Uh, we have a very strong northern uh, section. Yes. Be, 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 um, partly because I, I think the southern journalists, whatever about southern population, the so- southern media, uh, they don't reflect what's going on up there, and, and they, they don't really educate people. They, there seems to be almost a Section 31 lingering mentality. And we have a terrific northern correspondent who, you know, tries to hide any bias he might have. Uh, and I, I, I keep telling them, you're, you're, you're educating, you're, you're the educator for uh, slow learners in, 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 in the south of Ireland, specifically the north. And uh, we're very proud of that column uh, because it, it tells people what they don't hear in the rest of the media. Yes. And that doesn't mean it's rah, 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 or, or because it very often isn't. Yes. Um, so we're very pleased with that column. No, you do a great job and certainly bring a, an, an underground different perspective. What about the girls in the media and high profile jobs? They're doing rightly. I see Claire Bourne now is talking about giving up the Monday night gig on television because it could be a, a bit too much uh, with her uh, morning radio show. Uh, I always remember Claire during the year in the shed. Was she in this beautiful shed at home when she had the COVID? Now, she wants to give up Monday night, but she wouldn't let anybody else in, even when she had the COVID, to step into her shoes. <laughs> well, you just... That's a fairly, fairly caustic uh, sort of profile of poor Claire. <laughs> Pardon the phraseology. But, but um, you could say that about her. I would also say she, she's, um, she's another good operator, but Yes. Her real strength, actually, is I think she's a really good broadcaster. Uh, mm. I remember when other people were being lionized and one or two other candidates um, uh, became almost uh, sort of glamour models uh, were being put forward. Uh, actually didn't do them any good uh, to, to talk about them in that way or project them in that way as opposed to good broadcasters. Um, I always reckoned that Claire Byrne was going to get the, to, to succeed uh, in that particular um, Sean O'Rourke slot. Yes. And I think she's a very good... Uh, she is. Yeah, and, but as you say, she knows how to look after herself in the office politics uh, in Montrose, that's for sure. That's for sure. And on the other side, I have to say I'm enjoying Claire Brock on Virgin. She stepped in and Matt, Matt got a bit tired and when the other effect off, uh, Ivan, I think he said, ah, oh, it's time for me to sling me hook. She settled in there nicely, I have to say. I would, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Um, there there's no... Um, there's no histrionics. There's no over-the-top drama that doesn't sort of come over too strong or too weak. Uh, she knows what she's talking about most of the time, um, uh, if not all of the time. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with you. And on the local front, it, it's great because you, you drill right down into the regions as well. And in affairs of the nation, I just see we're, we're, we're featured there, Dundalk Circuit Court and the case of a man charged with engaging in threatening and abusive behaviour after alleging that the courts were run by criminals and that he'd been kidnapped by the Gardaí. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing, there's nothing so, so rich and so entertaining as some of the uh, the reports you get in court around the country. Um, uh, my own county, Kerry, features more than I would like uh, mm. with some of the stuff that comes out in the courts. So, yes, I just have a little memory of that of that one. All right, that you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, you just need to. You just all you have to do. There's no work. There's very little work involved. And you just read the papers and you pick some of these out and they speak for themselves. Oh yeah, you mentioned Kerry, the one in Killarney District Court with the 28-year-old Corkman. Imagine a Corkman doing this in Killarney. He stole a bread delivery van while under the influence. <laughs> Pat the baker. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he'd, he'd probably, he'd probably, his sentence might have been a little bit heavier uh, than it would normally have been if he wasn't from Cork landing in the Kerry Courthouse. Oh, absolutely. And what about sport and racing in particular? I see a picture here of Gordon Elliott. He's back in the saddle, so to speak. God, he endured a torrid time, didn't he? Well, he did, and, and he gave us a lot to, to, to write about. That, that's another area that's quite strong for us. It, it's, it's a, I was going to call it a niche market, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of punters, um, you know, and there's, there's, there's going to be more and more stuff 
about horse racing yeah. and gambling and so on as the year unfolds, and I don't just mean in the Phoenix, um, becoming mm. a hotter topic. Uh, and the sort of the allegations of stuff going on inside the industry itself is one thing, but the gambling dimension to it, I, I think, is also getting more attention than it used to, and perhaps deservedly. Yeah, it's certainly coming to the fore. On the music front, of course, money, 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 ABBA back with us this year. But hey, Paddy, tell me this. You're, you're like myself here. I, I try to figure out this at times. The influencers, the social influencers, like Maura Higgins and So Sue Me and these people... You, can you get your head around this stuff? It's a pity you named a couple of individuals, Rex. I'll have to go <laughs> softly now. But no, I can't. I, I just, I, I, you know, it's like, now, how do you walk? Well, you put one foot in front of the other <laughs> and you do it lovingly and you do it with concern for those around you. And honestly, it, it's, it's just, and people pay good money mm. to, to, to listen to this stuff. Mm. You can get personal trainers now as well as social influencers and it's, it's, it's another world it really is another world um, I, I, I won't say any more yeah no 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 you're probably right Nat and don't get us started on the podcasters either we leave that one for another day and, and other people but role models come on Paddy Prenderville I have a crow to pick with you role models Danny Healy Ray Conor McGregor and she's back again Catherine Zappone oh the poor woman well, this, you wouldn't detect it. There's, the the There's the cops coming for There's the cops. Yeah, when you see it, Danny Healy, my God almighty, aren't they something else? And do you think the Healy rays are real? You know, I'll tell you something now. Uh, I remember their father mm. being on radio one morning, and I remember, I think it was on your law, or it doesn't really master, but it's one of the, you know, sort of super smoothie uh, Dublin for Montrose journalists and they're interviewing him about this issue and that and then the interviewer said, ah, Jackie, got your gas all together what are you going to do next? And he, you know, he went off, oh, the wide earthly world, I wouldn't you know, da 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 and I just listened and I thought some people in South Dublin don't realise mm. <laughs> Jackie would buy and sell you in the morning <laughs> if yes. they think he's an Egypt. Oh. They're the Egypts because he plays to the gallery down in Kerry. He knows that certain parts of the country believe that certain parts of Dublin look down on them uh, and think they're superior and superior intellects and so on. And... Uh, that isn't the case, you know. In some cases, it might be the opposite. Absolutely. People and the boys... in the country, because they have very distinct local actions, doesn't make them stupid. No, at your peril, think that. Look at what he got done for down there with the deals he did as well when he saw he was in a position of power. And his boys, certainly, uh, those boys know what life is about and more besides. The Idiot's Guide to the Idioms of 2021. I've just picked out one. It's twelaxing, a term used to describe someone who chooses to stay at home in preference to accepting an invitation to attend a lavish event elsewhere. Who are these people? Uh, example, Michael D is happier twelaxing with his feet. That must be the time he didn't head north for the old ceremony. Would it be something to do with that? <laughs> Might just be. Well, we, we were a little bit sarcastic um, with Michael. We gave him an award uh, for moderation. Um, because the yeah. vast majority of Middle Ireland supported him, yes. uh, whereas a few uh, hardened extremists, like in the editorial office of the Irish Times, disagreed with him, um, even though four and five times as many people supported him as, as, as didn't. But um, Michael Tweed's a shrewder even before he became president. I think Des O'Malley once said, the late Des O'Malley once said that Michael Tweed would go mad if he became a minister or got into government. Well, he's um, he's shown he's a lot more shrewd and astute he than has. people realise, uh, I has. think, you know. He has. He's gone a long way, for sure. Caption competitions, recipes, how to make more money in 2022. Folks, you just got to get it. It's the Phoenix Annual 2021. We've skimmed across it there with Mr Phoenix himself, Paddy Prendeville. I say to you again, I enjoy it so much. It's brilliant again this year. What a gift it'd be for Christmas and a subscription through the year. You won't go wrong with it. Paddy, happy Christmas to all there and the best for 2022. Well, thank you 
so much. You're very kind. Not at all. Take care, Paddy. God bless you. Take care now. Bye-bye. Paddy joining us each year round about this time to just whiz through the year that's been. It's brilliant, the Phoenix, and well worth getting. I say that again. I have only tipped the uh, uh, the tip of the iceberg there this afternoon. We're back in East Coast Kukri School for a final series of the year. Yes, it's the run into Christmas and Tara Walker... Well, we're not doing the main courses this year. We're staying away from the turkey and the ham and that type of stuff. Yeah, well, we've done them before, Jerry. And if anybody does want to check them out, they're on my website um, on eastcoastcookeryschool.ie. So we did, um, we've done turkey, we've done ham, we've done roast beef fillet over the years. We've done lots of the sort of traditional ones. And we want to kind of do a few little sort of sides and starters and the frills, I suppose, around Christmas, as opposed to the basics, if you get me. Um, so we're going to start today with our starters. And I'm going to do some lovely little oat cakes which are very very quick and easy to do and they're going to be a lovely little carrier of all the other flavours that are gorgeous over Christmas I'm going to do a little smoked salmon pate and a little feta and mascarpone dip as well which is great for vegetarians but of course you could serve these up with a traditional chicken liver parfait we've done that actually before as well on the show so you know they're really versatile and they're just super tasty little carriers of flavour basically so let me get started I have my flour going in And then I have my jumbo oats going in. And I think the jumbo oats are actually lovely because they give that really coarse texture. And then I have my butter going in. And I'm just going to rub the butter and the the dry ingredients together for a moment. And I have a little bit of salt to go in as well. So, Jerry, after just working nice and quickly, because you don't want the butter to melt, we have just rubbed that butter through. And now I'm adding some water to the mix, just some cold water. And then I'm just bringing it all together into one whole piece. I'm going to pop a little bit of flour on my work surface and I'm going to roll it out as lightly as possible on my work surface and handling it as little as possible. The secret here is thin. Yes, so I'm going to just grab my rolling pin and I'm going to roll them out nice and thin and then I'm just going to use a little cookie cutter or a little biscuit cutter just to cut them out then. So let's grab a cookie cutter and I have my oven preheated and I have my tin lined. I have a baking tray lined. And we're going to pop them in. I'm going to glaze up with a little bit of egg So I have a broken egg here, I have some sugar and I have a little drop of milk as well. And that's just to go on the top to give a nice golden colour, but also just ever so slight sweetness to them. So I'm just cutting down into my oat cakes and you see they're lifting very easily. I'm just glazing those up nicely and generously and into the oven they go. There they go. And how long for? So I've just popped them in the oven there for about 15 minutes or so. Just keep a little eye on them. Um, if your oven's a bit like mine, where it's not totally even, it could be getting too hot at the front or whatever, um, turn them around, just make sure they cook evenly. So, Jerry, our oat cakes in the oven are cooking away there and we're going to do a nice little smoked salmon pate to serve with those. So we have two little kind of pates, essentially. One is a feta and mascarpone one and the other is a smoked salmon. So we have something for vegetarians or people who just want to go with a meat-free meal. But the smoked salmon pate is gorgeous. I love seafood starters at Christmas time when you have something that's very meaty and rich and gravy and all the sides and the spuds and everything as we'll cover next week so I think it's really nice to just whet the appetite with something a bit lighter so in my food processor I have some smoked salmon here I have some cream cheese and I have a little bit of creme fraiche and a nice big squeeze of lemon so we're just going to give that a little blitz up now And we're not going to blitz too much because we want to keep a little bit of texture in there. I'm not trying to make a complete puree. Um, So just a couple of little short, sharp blitzes. And as always, Jerry, let's have a taste now for seasoning. I doubt I'll want salt. Almost always don't have salt in because it's already salty enough. So I'll have a little taste. Mm. And predictably for me, I'm going to add a bit more lemon juice because I just love the freshness of the lemon juice. A little bit of citrus, be it orange lemon or lime or even a little bit of acidity from some vinegar always just really elevates flavors you know and gives that nice freshness so i've just been a bit more generous with the lemon juice there and let's blitz that up again and then i'm going to just serve it up in a nice little bowl you can have this made ahead a good two or three days before christmas take the pressure off and you can have them made into little ramekins so that you can just pop them onto a plate with a few leaves so we'll serve that up with the oat cakes now when they come out of the oven Now, this is our second topping for the oat cakes. Yes, so this can either be done as a starter or it can just be done as a little dip if you want or a little canapé. It's super tasty, very Moorish. And I have half a block of feta cheese in my food processor and I have 100 grams of mascarpone. I'm squeezing a bit of lemon in 
If you want, you can throw a little bit of shallot and garlic in here. I'm not going to do it today because it's quite strong when you do it that way. If I was just having it on its own completely, I might do that. But when we're having lots of bits and bobs together, um, it kind of makes it very, very strong. So I'm just going to leave it out for today. But if you fancy popping it in, you can do. And blitz up. And this time, unlike with the salmon, we're actually going to really blitz it till it's lovely and smooth and light. And then one last little thing. And I find this depends on the brand of the feta and the mascarpone. I'm using somewhere a little bit more liquid than others. A nice little bit of extra virgin olive oil in. And that just kind of gives it that smoothness then as well. And a little bit more richness as well. So blitz up. And then as always, especially important with things like this, where you're kind of making a batch of something and lots of people are going to have a taste. Make sure you taste it before you serve it up. Mm. So I haven't put any salt in there and I'm happy with that because the feta is quite salty. But I am, to finish it off, going to pop a few pink peppercorns. So pink peppercorns, what's really nice about them, as you'll see here, they're not as dried out as a black peppercorn. So they sort of have a little citrusy um, element to them. And they're kind of oily when you grind them down in the pestle and mortar. I see that. Yeah. So instead of being totally dry, they're slightly wet. And we're going to just serve that up now. Pop it into a nice little bowl. Or you can pop it straight onto your oat cakes when they come out of the oven. They should be ready shortly. Pop your feta mix there. And just top with your lovely pink peppercorns. And that is a gorgeous little Christmassy dip or canapé or starter. The oven is open. I like the look of those oat cakes now. Yeah, aren't they gorgeous? So you see the glaze has done an important job there. It has given a lovely golden brown colour to the top of the oat cakes. And because we've cut them out like little baubles, they're very festive looking, aren't they? They really are. (laughs) So let's just pop them on a little plate, let them cool for a moment. And now we can have a little taste of our smoked salmon pate with them and a little bit of our feta as well, our little whipped feta with the pink peppercorns. So, Jerry, have a little taste of that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the feta first and the peppercorns because that's something I certainly would be unfamiliar with. So let me see. This is the first for me in tasting this. Here we go. Oh, my God. Lovely. And you can see the, the oat cakes are a sort of nice dry kind of carrier of flavour. They're really kind of rich, but they're just a great little carrier of flavour. There's a nice chew in them. That's what I say. Do you know what I mean? I get the chew, but I have to say... Oh, the feta uh, combined with the mascarpone. And I can taste the little pink peppers. Yeah, they're gorgeous, aren't they? And it's funny, like sometimes people would say, oh, sure, like you can just leave those out. But I really think they're important. They really are an important finishing touch. Now, the salmon. Let me try the salmon because it's sitting here patiently looking at me as well. And I don't leave food looking at me for long, to be (laughs) honest with you. On the old cake again. Here we go. Ah, pure magic. And you know what I like about it? And we spoke about it earlier when you were bringing that together. There's texture in the salmon. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you've got that lovely balance between the kind of rich, sort of salty, slight oiliness of the salmon, the creaminess then of the the cream cheese and the creme fraiche, but then the lemon nice and sharp, just cutting through it. Beautiful, beautiful and wonderful, simple starters to rustle up at any stage. But this Christmas season, go for it, folks. It's the first... In our new series on the run into Christmas with Tara Walker, and we'll be back next week with seasonal sides. Yes, Jerry, great to see you as always. We will indeed be back with more from Tara, and do check her out. She's a range of courses going on at the moment, up to Christmas and beyond into next year. And uh, you can find out about them all on eastcoastcookeryschool.ie. Do check her out. Lovely gift for the Christmas as well to give to somebody. You know, Tara teaching you. She's simply brilliant. She really, really is. And I thank her always for her uh, part she plays on late lunch here with us on a regular basis. It is much appreciated. Your riddle on Friday. Here it is. You always find me in the past. I can be created in the future. Sorry, let me say that again. (laughs) Three, two, one. You always find me in the past. I can be created in the present, but the future I can never be. What am I was the riddle today. The answer is history. That's the answer I was looking for. Lots of people said memory as well, but history was the answer. And our little gift today goes to Joanne Grendon. Well done to you. Deeside Agri, they have a big open day tomorrow, Saturday. What's the odd one out and what they sell? 
battery fencer, pine disinfectant, slug pellets, Botanica cream or Rimmel Instant Tan. If you get Rimmel Instant Tan in Deeside Agri, well, you're a better woman or man than myself. That's the odd one out. And Tony Arnold, well done to you. You win the €50 voucher from Deeside on late lunch this afternoon. Now, my artist of the week is Mr Cliff Richard. And writing in the Guardian newspaper, journalist John Robb perhaps best sums up Cliff Richard when he said, Cliff's rebelling against the rock and roll hedonistic lifestyle of sex, drink and drugs and his clean living, uncompromising Christianity has made him a counter-cultural icon. And that is so true. And it cost him, it really did, because I mentioned yesterday... He struggled to get airplay. He's bypassed it and others have continued to play him. But did you know this? Tony Blackburn, yes, the famous famous Tony Blackburn, was actually suspended by Classic Gold Radio for playing Cliff's songs. He was told by management not to play it. He read out the message on air to his listeners and he played two Cliff songs and he was suspended. He refused and he took the consequences as well. Good on you, Blackburn. On a personal level... Cliff, as you know, is the quintessential bachelor boy. He never married, but he had many romances. His first girlfriend, oh, she passed away recently in her 70s. Uh, she was a lovely, lovely lady, Delia Wicks, and she was devastated that he didn't manage her. He broke it off because he said, look, my career, I just wouldn't be able to give this what was required. He had a romance with Una Stubbs. You remember Una? She's gone too, sadly. Tennis player Sue Barker. Oh, we all thought it would happen there for sure. And you know this, he had a real grow for Olivia Newton-John. He did indeed. But anyway, it wasn't to be. And did you know this about Cliff as well? He's a most generous man, donating millions and millions to many charities through his trust over the years. He's also had to deal with a shocking attempt, you remember this, to blacken his name in the light of other celebrity sex scandals. He's never been convicted of any offence despite intense investigations which cost the BBC and South Yorkshire Police significant sums of money in compensation, which he also donated to charity. Cliff Richard is a rock and roll icon who paved the way for those who followed. And today, to conclude my week of Cliff, and I'm proud to say I went to see him on a number of occasions at concert and he's simply superb. And it being the festive season this week, it just has to be his first big, big Christmas number one from 1988. It's simply beautiful. Mistletoe and wine. The child is a king, the carolers sing. The old is past, there's a new beginning. Dreams of Santa, dreams of snow. Numb faces aglow. It's Christmas time, mistletoe and wine. Children singing Christian rhyme with logs on the fire and gifts on the tree. A time to rejoice in the good that we see. I'm swaying from side to side here. I'm sure you are at home too. What else would you do to that classic from Cliff at Christmas time? Mistletoe and Wine, big number one back in 1988 for the Peter Pan of pop. Mr Cliff Richard, my artist of the week this week. And I'll bring you another artist of the week next week and the following week. And then we'll uh, lay it to rest for 2021 at that stage. I really enjoyed bringing you... Uh, the artists I've brought you right through the year every week and I have to say most of them are my selection of people that I like and different genres of music but I've been talking to people who've been enjoying them too I always meet people who say love this one love that one anyway another artist coming your way on late lunch next week but before we finish up this week as is our want every Friday sport at the weekend Big weekend in the Premier League across the water. Huge weekend for our local GAA clubs and looking ahead with me in a moment is our man David Sheehan. Late lunch LMFM radio, it's GAA and soccer to look ahead to this weekend with our man David Sheehan. Hello David. How are you doing 
Jerry. Thanks for joining me again on the show. Let's begin with GAA this time round. And it's a big weekend for the senior championship winners in Louth and Mead. Let's begin with Nave Martin. Great win in the first round. They take on Shell Milliers. Yeah, one o'clock in Hagerstown on Sunday. It's one of the, the three games we'll be covering on, on Sunday Sport. Um, you'd have to fancy Nave Martin for this one. I was speaking to a few uh, friends of mine down in Wexford and Shell Maliers are missing Glenn Malone, who's one of their best players. Now, they also have Brian Malone, who's Wexford long, Wexford's longest-serving player. They've Simon Donoghue, who's a county hurler, and Owen Nolan, who's a county footballer. And remember as well, the, the prize on offer for the two uh, for these two quarter-finalists, the Wolf Tones and the Nave Martin games, the semi-finals will be played in Crow Park. So a big carrot for both of these clubs, for all the clubs involved in the quarterfinals to, to play in Croke Park. Um, Nave Martin, they're heavy favourites for this one and, you know, they're home in Haggardstown. Well, not at home, but they're in Haggardstown, so they're familiar with the venue and uh, they're going well at the moment. I, I fancy them. I think Shalmaliers uh, just will struggle to, to keep up with Nave Martin. I'll give them the, the vote in that one. I think they'll come through it and an appearance in Croke Park for them, hopefully in a Leinster semi-final. What about the Mead champions, Wolf Tones? How do you see their match going with Crokes? Very tough one here, Jerry. Um the tones are outsiders to this one. Kilmichael Croaks, if you look at the Leinster uh, Hall of Fame, they're fourth in the role of honour there in terms of titles. One, they've got four Leinster titles. Now, the last one was 2010. It's a good number of years ago. But if you look at Mead's record in the Leinster club, they haven't won a Leinster title since the Shotgun in 2002. It's almost 20 years ago. And the last time they actually got, even got to a final was screen in 2004. So Mead's record in Leinster is deplorable. And I really don't see it improving on Sunday. Kilmichael Croaks squeaked through the Dublin final against St. Jude's won it in the, in the end the smash and grab really in some way but they got Paul Mannion firing for them I think this is going to be a really tough one for Wolf Tones and you're going to have to go for, for Croaks I really hope that the Tones can do it but I think it's going to be tough and I think uh, Kilmacud will come through that one So you're not fancying the Mead side in that one what about the ladies Leinster final Dunboyne taking on Fox Rock Cabin Teeley yeah, I mean, if we talk about Kilmacud Croaks and their record in Leinster, I mean, Fox Rock Cabin Teeley, six in a row in Leinster they've won. They've won the last six in a row. So really, an incredible record there. Now, they wouldn't be that well liked up in Dublin because they've got a lot of players from around the country. They've got um, Lorna Fishardy from Wicklow, they've got Fiona Claffey and Sarah Dillon from Westmead. So they tend to bring in a lot of players who come up to Dublin and they all seem to gravitate towards Fox Rock Cabin Teeley. So I know from speaking to a few people involved in club football in Dublin, Fox Cab wouldn't be that well liked. So it's going to be, um, I think, a lot of neutrals cheering for Dunboyne on Sunday, but it's going to be really difficult for Dunboyne to come through that one. Uh, as I said, they're up against a serious team. That's another game, obviously, it's live on Sunday. I'll be doing that one myself along with Neville Sullivan and Cocom. So, look at Dunboyne. They've had a great year so far. They've got Vicky Wall and Emma Duggan, obviously, as well. Uh, Sarah Wall still uh, recovering from that injury. Don't think she'll feature. It's going to be a really tight one from down to Kinnegad. You'd have to put the smart money on Fox Rock Cabin to come through that one. Again, you know, you'd love to see Dunboyne winning it, but uh, I'd say they'll give it a good rack, but I think Fox Rock might just have a little bit too much for them, but let's let's hope not. Let's switch our attention to soccer and across the water the Premier League rolls on. It's a three-horse race as we were saying last week and it's going to be intriguing between Manchester City, Liverpool and Chelsea. City and Liverpool have games they should win this weekend. Toughest test for Chelsea who won midweek against Watford but weren't that that impressive. It's another London derby this weekend against West Ham who have faltered a little of lately. Yeah, they have West Ham. Um, they haven't won in their last three. They've lost two and drawn one. Um, Chelsea have won three of their last five. The interesting thing about this one, I was just looking back through the records. Chelsea's last five visits to the London Stadium, they've only won once, and that was in April uh, earlier this year. So it's never an easy trip for them. Obviously, there's the London Derby edge for that one. The two clubs wouldn't particularly like each other. The two sets of fans certainly wouldn't like each other. So um, I'd, I'd give West Ham a good chance in this one. Chelsea are... As you said there, they, they squeaked through against Watford, but they did get the win. And I fancy them to just about come through this one as well, maybe on a 1-0 scoreline. I think they'll just, just about get the job done. And at the bottom of the table, well, Newcastle have their oil billions at this stage. They appointed Eddie Howe as manager after a failed pursuit of Unai Emery. It's a six-pointer, you could say a nine-pointer, because they drew during the week with Norwich. Really, they'd have to win this one against Burnley. And they're at home again, Newcastle. Yeah, and I was reading during the week about how you know Newcastle's last two games were, were deemed to be must-wins and they lost one and drew one. So this is a must, 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 must win uh, for Newcastle, I think. And you know, neither side, Burnley or Newcastle, um, well, Newcastle have no wins this season. Burnley only have one. So the two of them are really struggling. And you mentioned the money that Newcastle have. It's obviously no good to them until the January window. And even then, who knows who they'll be able to get in? Who knows if it'll be too late? Um, trying to bet in new players. So Newcastle really in dire straits at the moment. Uh, 
I think I'm going to have to go for a, a Burnley win here just, just to squeak it, but it's, it's going to be tight. You could see this being a really dour nil-nil. Both sides are, are struggling. Burnley's game last weekend was obviously off because of the snow. We saw Sean Dyche parading around in the cold in his shirt, delighted with himself. So um, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a fairly dour affair, you'd imagine, but uh, I, I think Burnley will just, just about get it done, maybe 1-0. But, but Newcastle, as you mentioned there, I think they're in real, real trouble. And, and whether the money is any good to them in January or not, uh, I'm not so sure. The richest club in the championship next season ever it could be. Anyway, watch this space. David, thanks so much as usual. Talk to you again on Friday next. Thanks, Jerry. Well, in fact, we'll be talking to him on Monday because he has a brilliant new book out for Christmas about the dubs, our David Sheehan, and he'll be joining us on Monday on the show to have a chat about it. Anyway, that's a lot for this week on Late Lunch. A big thank you to all our guests who joined us every day, to you, our listeners, who uh, join in the fun with us and get in touch with us and message us, etc. And send us Christmas cards. Yes, do. Send your Christmas cards and I'll return one to you, I promise you, over the weekend. Uh, It's got off to a great start and let's uh, fill the place with cards and I will personally go back to you raising funds for the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. Big thank you to my sidekick Louise. Thanks Louise. Couldn't do this without her. Eddie Caffrey. No he's not. It's Brian. It's Brian Farley here next. Yes Brian Farley is on the drive today. He's raring to go with great music and more besides. He'll take you through the next few hours but uh, do have a nice weekend and come back and join us for a brand new week of Late Lunch from 1.30 on Monday on the run into Christmas. We'll see you then. Bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drawdad and Dog and Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.